It was all a pipe dream Watching bodyboarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe Buying Riptide Eating shit pies Maybe get high Good right, and welcome to the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast The home of bodyboarding Thank you for joining us on episode 28 of our Verbal Journaling And I'm your host, Luke O'Connor Well, today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the baddest lords I've had the pleasure of knowing. And clearly by the backing music, you know this is a well-studded. He's an entrepreneur who's had a devoted passion towards the art of bodyboarding since he was a weed tucker down in the New South Wales coastal mecca, the Gong, heralding from a beautiful coastal suburb just south of the glamorous Gold Coast. Our guest spends most of his time buying heritage-listed media companies and getting his corn rinsed by local medical professionals in the name of science. I'm speaking none other than to Elliot Williams, the co-owner of the very publication that supports the foundation that is Luke's Lounge. How are you, my bro? Oh, what what a fucking entrance, mate. Jesus. You're the baddest of them all. Hey, I'd like to believe so, but highly doubtful. <laughs> Dude, that's the first time I've ever mashed a bit of music in there and I literally oh, just hey. got Spotify up and played my phone. That's actually so funny because obviously <laughs> I edit all of these and then when you go, when the backing track pops in, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> but hey, um, mate, really great entrance and um, I, I, I mean, I should say this at the end, but I'll say it now. Like myself and Butler really appreciate you doing this for us, bro, and you know, giving you a platform to to talk shit all Bergen. Um, you're doing such a good job, and you know, considering we're just winging it to start, you, you just keep getting better and better. So, kudos to you, bro, and hats off to you. Thanks, bro. Yeah, it's been a really, really good ride so far. I think it's been about what five months, probably six months now, coming into January 2023. and yeah, it's all systems go. I think there's so many other cool things happening in Bergen at the moment and only looking on the Riptide Cinema and, you know, all the flicks from past and present. Like, you've got a huge library to feast on. How's it How's it all been going at Riptide HQ and how's it been buying a media publication, man? You know, one of, you know, the oldest in the sport, if not the well, oldest. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I got the I got the – the trivia answer, which it's the second oldest behind tracks, but um, I, I could be wrong there, but that's what uh, Dave, the previous owner, said to me. But um, man, I, I I kind of did it like it was pretty spontaneous, to be honest. Um, you know, I was I was actually on the on the piss um, at the pub, and I just saw that like I think I just ended up messaging or DMing the Instagram account, and I said something just ridiculous while I was drunk. And then um, the next morning I woke – yeah, yeah, as you do. And then the next morning I woke up and bleary-eyed saw that I had a DM from Riptide and I was just like, no. I think I said something dumb along the lines of, hey, I um, let me buy this so I can turn it into, I don't know, something dumb. And then, um, <laughs> and then yeah, I won't go into what I actually said. But anyway, um, you can read between the lines there. And then um, – <laughs> And then, um, yeah, I just got a thing, uh, a message back saying, hey, mate, if you're actually interested, we can have a chat. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I, I just had a few cogs turn in because I guess, um, like, I'd 
like you said on the intro, like I've got a, I guess, an entrepreneurial streak. So I, I do run a few of my own businesses. Most of them are like online e-com and drop shipping. Um, but one thing that I almost started and almost got off the ground was like a subscription-based socks and underwear company. Um, wow. For whatever reason, it, yeah, yeah. So it was going to be like um, the same principle as like the Dollar Shave Club, if you're familiar with that. Um, I'm not, man. Can you please explain? Because this sounds interesting. Yeah. So pretty much the Dollar Shave Club, what they do is you pay like a premium at the start, like a membership. And it's say, I can't remember the exact numbers, so I'll just use round numbers. So you pay, let's just say 50 bucks or 100 bucks. You get like a big shave kit um, for like razors, um, toner for your beards, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then you pay like a monthly um, membership fee and then they send you out new razor blades and new products every X amount of days. So let's just say every 30 days you get five new razors that um, you can just take off your razor head and shave with. So it saves you having to go to the shops and buy new razors every time and use disposable razors. You just get one thing where it's sustainable and yeah. you can just keep using it. So that's, For sure. that's the shaving the week thing you're onto it, 100%, yeah. A hundred percent, bro. So, um, and it, 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 whatever the membership price was, that, that was kind of where I came up with the idea. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to do this with socks and undies because so many times I just look in my socks and undies drawers and I've got like just the biggest mixed bag. Like there's never a pair in there. <laughs> and um, I pretty much got through to almost like almost launching it. And um, the guy that I was doing it with, my partner, he who I was going to do it with, he just um, kind of just had a few um, life dramas. We'll leave it at that. And um, just went off the deep end and, and went on like a big party streak. And and then like his expertise was basically, I guess when you enter into any business partnership, you want to enter a partnership with someone who can do things that you can't do. So all the things that I couldn't do that he was responsible for were the last things that we were waiting on. And then, yeah, just he just went on pretty much like a six-month bender and I just ended up binning the idea and just putting it on the back burner. Um, so, you know, tying that back into Riptide, I looked at, you know, the way that um, print media's died and, you know, Stab as like a leader and pioneer moving forward for um, paid subscription online media. I kind of just looked at that and I was like, look, I don't need to reinvent the wheel here. You know, this is something I'm passionate about. This is something that I know bodyboarders are passionate about um is seeing new content and i just feel like there has been so much stale um over the last like two years i guess oh let's just say three years minus the last six months um it's just been really stale and nothing fresh or news been coming out there hasn't really been anyone making feature-length films other than like pride they're like the only people who have been you know paying for their writers to go and produce mad clips and produce mad content but they obviously, probably have been leading the way, really, with all their clips. hundred percent, yeah. It's been insane to watch. I've got to admit, the last three or four years has just, you know, you go back through YouTube and every six months, <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming out. It's, it's, yeah. And you want to watch them the whole uh, way through. That's always a test oh, point, you know. So you're not just yeah. fast. And, like, it's good because, like, Seb is, like, investing a lot of money into doing that. But in doing so... He's investing money into more brand awareness. So they're like one, Pride's like one of the leading board companies at the moment. So for someone like Pride as a company, for example, if they're investing money into producing mad clips and sending their, their young team and their, 
OG team on trips and producing mad um, content, they sell more products, right? So it makes sense for them. Whereas like, you know, let's just refer back to Riptide five years ago, you know, um, print media was out the door. Um, Dave was running at a loss. He was working 40 to 50 hours a week and not bringing any money home. So, you know, credit to him for hanging in there for as long as he did. Um, he just, uh, I guess it was just not really the right timing for him um, to, you know, buy Riptide where, when he did invest as much money as he did and, you know, kind of just, it did kind of bomb out really, unfortunately. But, you know, that being said, sure. moving forward, moving forward, you know, um, Butler and I have the blueprint in front of us and, you know, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. You just take one look at Stab and you can see that what they're doing is working. So if you can implement that um, same ideology or same thought process or same business um, manner, if you can put that into bodyboarding, then, you know, it, it, it should work. Let's, you know, that's the, the key word there was should. 100%. Well, let's put it this way. It's what, $10 a month at the moment, subscription for Riptide? Yeah, so Riptide Premium, it's $10 a month at the moment. And to everyone that has signed up so already, many like, good movies on there, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm oh, only just going to the cinemas. Yeah. The, the cinema's wild, bro. Because, like, when, a, when we bought Riptide. historical walk through time, pretty much. Sorry, Ella, doing her up. It's fucking so cool. You've got movies from back in the um, early 90s, almost like late 80s, you know, all the way to present and there's some fucking bangers yeah. in there like that that's worth the ten dollars alone a month do you know what i mean right well that's Without the thing because affiliation to riptide myself you know what i mean I, I would even just pay that think about how you pay any subscription monthly ten dollars is like not it's, it's not even a coffee and a fucking muffin these days mate especially in sydney nah, bro Nah, even and let's just say you want an ice long black and ice long black's like six bucks so you get two oh. coffees like, Don't what? get like, come started on, on this shit, mate. My oh, wages know, haven't gone up, mate. My wages haven't gone up. For everyone listening, you can tell I'm a bit sick. I've, I've just been absolutely rinsed by the flu. It wasn't COVID. It was the flu, but it, it wasn't good. Um, but anyway, back to the, you know, Riptide Cinema and the Riptide um, Premium, I guess. So I guess just to let everyone listening know, what we wanted to do was basically leverage all these old movies that everyone loves, right? Because, like, oh, I love all these things growing up, but I don't have any of the – well, for one, I don't have a DVD player anymore, and I don't have any of the DVDs anymore, and I don't have anywhere to watch them. You can't watch them on YouTube because of copyright infringements, yada, yada, yada. Um, so when we bought Riptide, we bought all the archives, which means all the movies that – Riptide had ever, you know, released with a magazine. We owned the rights to them. Um, there was quite a few that, you know, went up on our um, cinema page that we didn't have the rights to host, but that was just because I was unaware. And um, I guess, you know, it wasn't me that uploaded them to the website. However, because I am the face of Riptide at this point, I guess, you know, I've got to wear the responsibility for it, which I'm, you know, I'm, not happy to do, but I will do. But anyway, um, the idea is that we want to leverage those old movies and give those old movies a home for everyone to be able to enjoy, right? You pay your 10 bucks a month. When we get that 10 bucks a month in, 
then we can reinvest that money straight into new projects and create fresh content, send, you know, the best riders to the best locations and pay for filmers to go and do it and pay for everyone to make these feature length films and, and, you know, have more, um, homegrown, um, premiere nights like the coned night that we sponsored in Cronulla. That yeah, was amazing. Yeah. Like that was, that was a whirlwind. Um, that was wild. <laughs> yeah, and the was not, man. And then obviously, like the Breaking Even Boys over um, on the west coast of America. There, like you know, that recent premiere. Yeah, There's been the so much boys. cool activity. Yeah, they. It's absolutely kind of you know. Obviously, we all reference and talk about that low slump that um you know even Zion and all the drag pals did a really good um uh impression of impersonating the the bfc the body body financial yeah, crisis the bfc yeah you know what i mean like obviously my, my point being there's been slumps but when you see a lot of things that are starting to pop up these days there's a real buzz around bodyboarding and i think you've um you've kind of chimed in at the right time of your time man and you guys are doing um a print magazine When's that coming out, bro? Yeah. You know, no, no pressure, but that's sick. You, you've obviously got <laughs> up and running, but you've got a, a print magazine, a, a photo annual coming out. Yeah, so it's it's not going to be a magazine as such, and it's not going to be like a photo annual in the traditional sense. Um, it's going to be more of just like a photo book, so like a coffee table book, something that you could just see, like something that's just like aesthetically pleasing to see in like any coffee table or any kind of like, social setting you know what i mean something um, you wouldn't dare put your hot beverage on you'd be like there's no way i'm staying in uh, you know, no fucking way you know? bro yeah no, put on the coaster tarnish that well this is the thing bro so i won't give away too much but the um so actually i'll take a quick step back so when we first took this over one thing that people kept dming us about was um please bring back print please bring back and please bring it back and i was like fuck man it's pretty expensive you don't really get a return on it like i can't really see it being that much of like a main monetary source but we did earn like a, a revenue stream but because we had it so many sounded like a hashtag fun. elliot bring back print bring bring back, back print. yeah bring yeah, boogers back bring print yeah. back bring bring a whole heap of things back um there was a wish bring list. tony abbott back don't yeah, dude, that. a dude that smacks <laughs> onions wearing the gold bag and eats them raw on national TV. Him? I was actually explaining oh. this to someone the other day. One of my mates, Jasper Hinchcliffe, who absolutely shreds and is the world's most humble young man in the world. But um, he despises onions, hates them. And I just randomly send him videos of onions and shit every now and then. Anyway, dude, I sent him a video of Tony Abbott. Dude, name's down here. Exactly the same thing. He's got a phobia of onions and won't have a bar. Yeah. He's Italian on pizzas, no onions. No way. No. An Italian guy hates onions. Yeah, man, he's just not into it. But he's into so many other things. He's a wild individual. I've got a lot of time for him, buddy. <laughs> onions, are, onions are not a way to go for him. Man, how did we get on the onions? Anyway. Um, sorry, so Abbott. He's bad, man. He fucks your head. Yeah, he's retarded. Um, but anyway, look, um, he's just a conservative nut job. But look, moving <laughs> back to back to uh, back to print. So um, when it first came about, um, I hit up Phil Toynes, Phil Gallagher. Um, he's been like credit to Phil. I I didn't really know him too much prior to 
um, me taking this on. Butler knew him a little bit, um, but I didn't know him too well. Um, I think he actually always got me and Butler confused with each other, so I don't know. But anyway, um, uh, I, Phil has just been the biggest help, like in every regard and every aspect. Um, he's invited me down to his house. Like, I live in Kingscliff. He lives in Mullum. He's invited me to his house. He's helped show, put me in contact with people who I never would have been able to, I mean, I probably would have been able to resource, but he's just steered the ship and just steered this thing so much and helped us so much at the start when I just had no clue what was going on. Um, well, let's just give and- like three hoots and hips and array to Phil Gallo because you've got to remember, <laughs> yeah, he, he was a huge driving force behind passing through one of the greatest Doug flicks, in my opinion, that, that, that I've ever seen, especially the cinematography. Like, it was yeah. wild the way yeah, that was edited. I know the hand section in that thing, bro. Yeah, I know. That long-running typhoon saw they had. James Case had it, like, you know, so fucking well. He's another creative freak that you've got to give props to. But And then you also look back at Le Boogie. Then you also look back at him coming from shooting yeah. all the amazing waves around there and nailing them down to a, an absolute T and then going throughout the rest of the world. You know, how are those shots? He pioneered um, so many waves. Like first person I know, man. lunars, first, yes. first person to shoot lunars, one of the first people to shoot shippies. Um, yeah. He was even telling me, here's some trivia for your boog lords. He even, um, he got a six peat in covers. So back to back to back to back to back to back. Front covers on Rippy, like during six the covers in a row. Six covers in a row. Holy like, shit! I don't think that's ever been, <coughs> nor ever bro, will be. A, bro, he's so good at what he does, and and credit to him because like he is kind of hard to read if you don't know him. Like I didn't know him, and I, I was kind of like thought he was just really standoffish. But then once I did get to know him, he's the most passionate. Um, boog lord and boog nerd ever. Like I've I've done like just dumb things, like not even dumb. I've just done like little things where I'll take a photo from like uh, you know issue I don't know one twenty six, and it's just a, a random photo in there. And I take a photo of it and put it on the Instagram story and say who, what was this and who was this, and straight away he just replies to the thing and he nails it every time. I'm just like, how is this guy such a Boog freak, boog lord, boog nerd. And he's just like, I don't know, you know, when people um, become successful, like a lot of photographers, right? They start from bodyboarding and then obviously bodyboarding doesn't pay. So then they transfer those skills into an industry that does pay. And then usually they either ignore bodyboarding forever or they kind of might dabble in it. Phil has just had this like unwavering passion towards it, which um, I was really surprised to see. And um, I'm, I'm really, really grateful for because he steered this ship so well at the start and he's given me so much good advice and useful advice and, you know, big ups to Phil pretty much I reckon without going cap, on too much. No, nah, mate, doff of the cap. Everyone stand up if you're <coughs> right now. If you're driving, pull over, maybe have a whiz or a drink break and just raise your glass. Phil Gallagher, raise doff the of the glass cap. to the bro. Yeah, the bro. 100%. Full credit. Well, it's so cool to see that Riptide's got those sort of, um, you know, external influences coming in, man. That is steering the ship in the in the right direction. He's got years of experience and he's probably one of the greatest creative minds ever come to the sport. So 
It's sick about it. So, so good at what he does. So yeah, he does. epic, man. And you've also um, been having a crazy run of waves up your way lately, man. You know, the uh, oh. sandbanks have been producing, or not so much the sandbanks. There's been a certain reef Ooh. that's getting um, a bit of love lately. Scandalous. Maybe, maybe Scandalous. not. Scandalous. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, bro, I, um, I kind of like, uh, what, obviously, you know, we go into that Christmas to New Year's just blur period where it's just, you're just on the piss all day, every day. You don't know what day it is. You just kind of wake up hungover and just keep smashing piss is what I usually do. And then this year it's I was really, like. Use your really good recipe, man. I've got to admit that's, um, that's a great time of year. I mean, that's kind of what we all do really, don't we? But, um. Anyway, like usually the way that I base my drinking habits is by looking at a forecast. So um, I looked at the forecast and it was shaping up to be really good. And then we just got this, fuck, like it's pretty much from the 28th all the way through till yesterday. We've had swells. So that's like almost two weeks um, where it just did not stop. Um, so my New Year's was really boring. I just surfed New Year's Eve and then went out for dinner, got, woke up at like five, surfed with Jasper, um, for a few hours and then every day since just surfed nonstop for, I don't know, four to five hours each day, but I was just getting so tired and so rinsed and like, it's so hot up here at the moment and I've just, like, the water's been like 26 degrees, so... We've had just like a stellar run of waves. Yeah, bro, so warm. Like, like I've been wearing boardies and I don't know if anyone's ever done like pool swimming. Anyone that listens here who's ever done pool swimming as like a sport, you know, when you were younger and stuff, you sweat in the pool and you can feel yourself sweating. It's quite uncomfortable. Man, that's what it's like in the surf. It's relentless. Wow, man. Can you imagine what, you know, obviously 2016 your way, warm currents, and I'm not saying – you know, it would be definitely a hell of a lot warmer. But think about right up near the southern parts of Bali at the moment or Indonesia. Boy, nah. Nah, I wouldn't even surf, bro. I'd just have to Dude. find some air it's getting close to 30 up there in, in, in the water. Surely. Surely. It'd be good to look up those stats. I was going to Google it, bro. Where's, where's my – you know, I'm going to grab my laptop. We'll keep talking about other stuff. But I'm going to grab my laptop and just look at some stuff because I'm so – that's actually a really good point. Like, yeah, I know how fucking warm is the it? Minimum, the minimum temp for a cyclone, I think, is 25 degrees. Oh, yeah, I think you're going on no, there. I'm yeah. not doing that. 25 yeah, degrees. So, yeah, so, I mean, hopefully we do get some cyclones here soon because, like, I mean, everyone knows what cyclone season on the Gold Coast is like. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty good, but then you get... There's so many other waves just south of the Goldie that absolutely cook with none of the crowd. Like everyone's at the super bank. And then um, you can surf some like actually like pretty solid waves just with Man. You know, a really small crew out. Dude, talking about the super bank, I was only surfing with a fellow this afternoon at Cronulla Point and he just got back from up there. And obviously Christmas crowds, so, you know, or New Year's crowds, oh, whatever, holiday it's crowds. Been it's, wild. it's been wild, yeah. And he said everyone's up there, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, probably half the shine's up there. Everyone seems to have gone away and it seems to be actually pretty quiet at home. I only surfed with um, him and one other dude out this afternoon. There was a couple of fellas out. Sick. 
our previous yeah it was it was it was bloody epic but you know talking about that and talking about the gold coast like the gold coast the gold coast about crowd <laughs> How do you how do you deal with them, man? You know what I mean. Like, how do you navigate a path around so many bodies in the water? And what are the tactics you you deploy out well, there, tactic man? Tactic number one. Tactic way. number one is you don't surf out the superbank unless it's like like a cyclone swell. So if I went, so this recent runner swell, right? Like all through from Snapper all the way through Cooley, even some through into Kira. Would have been like say four to five foot, but running. Oh, maybe not five foot. Probably like four foot, but like running for like two, three, four hundred meters type shit, right? Um, a lot of like if I surf out there, I'll either be on a longboard or a like stand up. Um, but if the sand's right, where it's real heavy, like where people would have seen footage of like Rawlins just getting and Rawlins, Ash Bryant, and Joe just getting the longest you know two to three foot tubes ever that's like when yeah. it's suitable for a boog like that's mad but that you'd psycho, be surprised right? oh ash brian like credit to him i've never seen someone ride a small barrel as good as that guy like i've watched him get like a 30 second pit but no word of a lie i was watching him for so long and then when he did the run around i was like that that was nuts and then he went back and looked at the swell neck like replay and like recorded it the the swell net replay obviously it was one little pixel rolling through this way but it was dead set 30 second pit on like a two footer that ran from snapper all the way through into green mount which is so wild that to is watch insane. But, that's insane to see yeah, the so sand nuts. so good and so shallow like i've got a good mate who lives up there damien miller shout out to the paddle pop line and he um he <laughs> always says like he's, he surfs 94 nine percent of the time i guess and then when it gets super um super shallow up there off, off snapping like little marley and stuff he just says yeah that little marley bank bro oh my god man the it, it's relentless, the footage like it's just a two foot you know just grinding yeah and like the thing is like people are oh it's, it's just a gay two foot wave honestly it's the most fun you'll ever have on a bodyboard like that and kiki shori most fun you'll ever have on a bodyboard. How is Kiki Shore? Like, it's getting closed out. I know there's a couple of ways being made out there, and there are the old time where banks do shift and you can get little runners. But, man, for a blatant closeout to land on sand that you think would be painful but is quite somehow relaxing like and therapeutic, a, it's, it's so bizarre. The grains are, yeah, the grains of sand in Hawaii are, like, so big. And I see yeah, there's they just exfoliate um, the skin so nice, Elliot. I just fucking love it, mate. I oh, know. It does your, <laughs> does your feet, does your pedicures, does your manis, <laughs> does your back. Does your back. You come in smooth ass. The missus, oh, she loves it. loves it. That's why Andre Bolter is just looking legit these days, eh? Eight-pack and cold <laughs> skin just super smooth. Man, he's relentless, eh? Hey? He just won't yeah. stop burgan. He gets so many good waves, that blowout pipe. Bro, him so and... Him and the Hubbards, bro. They just, bro, they just, they just. Get they, I don't know what's just going on in Hawaii, but yeah, they're just There's something in the water, boys. man. They got like the elixir of youth, like it's gnarly. You see what Jeff's doing, like you know what is, what is Dave now? Is he is he in seven or nine times DK World Champion? I think it was nine, bro, this year. 
Jesus Christ. I don't want to get that that, that, that that incorrect and, you know, full credit to Dave Bar, but that's fucked up, man. He, the things he does on the knee is incredible, eh? Like, really, when you think about it and what he's done and how far he's pushed the sport and at one of the most critical waves in the world and one of the most crowded lineups as a bodyboarder, he's still fucking mm. standing there and, and kind of making his yeah, presence like, felt. That's hectic. I don't know about you. I'm not really – I've never really been, like – I guess because our generation, not many people in our generation, Luke, really DK that much. Um, no. Whereas, yeah, you know, through the 90s – and like earlier like it was huge right and like when i see old school footage of like roach and those hawaiian guys what was his name akalyman i think it was oh, yeah when and I there was Stone, another one jack, jack oh, Ripper with the jack, yeah, jack guys. Ripper. yeah and there was another Bro, one those guys even kind of was fucking beast. yeah he ripped yeah but like when i was back back the day like, joker was, like how good was that Watching that Keys sort of Joker thing. one section, which you can all view on the uh, Riptide Cinema. Um, that, <laughs> Thank you very much. That, um, plug it up. <laughs> plug it up, baby. Um, <laughs> man, Kingy's section there. He's taking the fucking piece. Oh, he's, he's a freak. In there. Yeah. Oi, how good are his break wall updates, bro? Oi, well, uh, it's a it's a town at war. It's like it's a classic, like um, you know the castle. Yeah, the movie, the Australian movie, the castle. Yeah, yeah it's, it's exactly like the castle. I know it's like the, the full tug of war against the against the government. Eh? Who's going to win? I, I I reckon he's got a really good chance of that elections coming up. I and think he does too, bro. Are showing that it's all sound. You know, like people need to realize that the government it's showing that those... the North Wall. Sorry to interrupt. The, That's the, right. the independent studies that he's. Um, got other people to do as like a third party um, study as opposed to what the, the government's been provided. Yeah. The independent third party is suggesting that the South wall, which is B walls is in better condition than the North wall, but they're not doing anything to the North wall. So they're going to remove all these big Norfolk pine trees. They're going to add in more rocks and they're going to remove all the memorial rocks off the break wall. Like, it doesn't, like, on, on what planet, like, if you're a politician, right, and you're from a small coastal or, like, a large coastal town where it's literally the, is it the world capital for bodyboarding? Is that what it is? It's or definitely is it a world capital? surfing heritage listed um, spot. I'm yeah. pretty sure, all the way from Town Beach all the way to Lighthouse. Surely that's political suicide to be like, yeah, no, no, we're going to trash it. They ordered the material six months prior. They sat there. They were already done and dusted before any sort of approval had been given or any, you know, community consultation. They just wanted their party investors when it came to election time to get the backhanders that they deserved or they were promised during that deal it's really unfortunate that we have money streaming through our political system and this is a key example of it and kingy you know obviously with his great communication skills his community <coughs> him just being like you know down well to a fucking the unofficial mayor of port mac yeah for sure and just making it happen and fighting it and and showing them that you know no no, no there's due course here you can't just be pulling the wool over our eyes, let's actually look at this properly. Like, it's just another classic fuck up from the oh, government. If, if you were a poly, if you were a poly, would you 
do the fucking dirty on everyone? No, mate, because, like, <laughs> the only way I'm telling that fucking... I knew, I, knew, I knew the answer. I knew the answer. Oh. I just wanted to... I could, I could just... Elliot, this kills me every day, man. Bro, because I see, like, <coughs> so many times in, like, media headlines or so many times in, you know, um, adverts that are run by the government, how they're trying to shift and shape your mind to that sort of fucking thinking it's it's so it's so debaucherous it oh, does just, my um, head in man it's, it's just um what, i'm not saying all politicians are bad please let me clarify no, like, I don't want to no, like are bad. i know but so many take the piss and so many corrupt and we all pay our taxes you know some more than others some less but like the big companies and all those investors in the political system that feed back into capitalism and big business and how we all run our economy i understand we've got to you know produce and we've got to consume but it's yeah all like we, we all have an all understanding corrupt. as to like we know that there is a necessity for the way things run but then you just see people who are or not people or you could mainly individuals let's just look at like you know, um, the last 10 years of a Liberal government, this is getting very yeah. off topic for bodyboarding, but I promise I'll steer the ship back to bodyboarding. But, John um, Barillaro, just even the state government level. Barillaro, him, but, like, the whole, like, Liberal Party trying to privatise Medicare, trying to private healthcare, privatise the healthcare oh. system. Like, privatising businesses is strictly to make money, right? For so sure. you're trying to make money off sick Australians who then won't be able to afford... Are you going to try and turn it into the American system where you're not going to be able to afford anything? And then what they did was they just started taking more and more money away from Medicare. So Medicare is so shit at this point that you have to basically buy private health insurance because they gutted all the money from the public sector. But anyway, yeah. look, that's, that's super off topic. And I, I could talk politics all day when I was younger. I think when I was like 23, I actually joined the Labor Party. Um, I went to a few meetings and stuff, but it was in the Wentworth Council, so it was when I actually lived in Sydney, which was a nightmare. But um, yeah, you know, how, how, how was that time in Sydney, man? You were living in Bondi Junction at the at the <laughs> like, time, and you were surfing the local waves. Yeah, it had its goods and its bads. Um, but it's taken me, you know, a lot of growing up to actually realise the good parts of it. So. I moved to Sydney with my ex-partner. Um, you know, I had small town syndrome. Basically, I come from a small town. So I went to a big city with the exact same attitude, thinking that everyone was going to be friendly and everyone was going to be nice. And it just wasn't the case. Um, it was pretty hard to make friends. But luckily, being a bodyboarder, you know, you do meet people. How's this, actually? This is pretty funny. My first surf there was at K-Bay. And um, for anyone who doesn't know K-Bay, um, just picture Alex Bunting on a left wedge in the eastern suburbs, just style master, like so smooth. And when I was younger, I used to watch those. Oh, mate, so good. And um, when I was younger, I used to watch those um, In the Nest, if you remember that little podcast series that he brought out. Yeah, and um, yeah. there was, he had some sucker up yeah, there too. Yeah, and, and he's got some La Bomba in there as well. Um, but like I... I'll, I remember going down to the rocks at K-Bay and I was like, oh, sick. And there was two people out. And as I've jumped in the water, I was like, oh, imagine if this is Alex Bunting. And I was just saying it in my head, like, 
I don't even know why I said it. I was just like a little bit like giddy to finally surf this wave that I've seen a lot. Next minute, I fucking paddle out there, and sure enough, it's Alex Bunting, and I was just going, I got like real, <laughs> I got real like starstruck, and I was like, oh hey mate, how you doing? And he's like, yeah good, bros, how you doing? And I was like, yeah 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 good, hey how you doing? And I just kept repeating myself, <laughs> and I was like, and then I, <laughs> I jerried onto it because like. He was looking at me like a bit like, what's going on here? And then I was yeah, like, like, oh, fuck, okay. no, no, I've cooked it. I've just fully just come across like the biggest fangirl and like not even in a good way either. But um, no, Sydney was cool for a bit. I like Sydney now that I don't live there. Um, I still surf that wave that Liam Lucas loves, La Bomba. I still surf that better than him. Um, <laughs> but... Left or right? Nah, right. I don't go left. Nah, I probably surf yeah. the left better than him too, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Pretty sick, mate. Hey, heaps of air bowls. Like, it it's, looks it's really like fun. a treat. It's, it's similar to a wave up here, um, but the wave up here is like a kilometre out to sea and really shallow and really sharp. Like the right bowls are actually like real dangerous and the only people that actually hits them is Elliot Butler and Rob Laurie. Um, but... The Bommy in Clavelli, it's like it goes from really deep water to really shallow and then really deep again. So you can just launch the biggest punt pretty much over like a surging section and you just never hit the bottom. Like in the two years that I lived there, I never I never hit the bottom once, um, which I was pretty chuffed about. Um, yeah, that's so sick. It's, it's such a cool um, place to surf too man like the cityscape you know leading up to obviously the cbd but you've got such towering cliffs you've got like a lot of sea mist you've got a lot of money um a lot of money bro a lot of money you know yeah and like it's it's just super different for like you know um coming from the north coast i've got really long open beaches right um you surf long beaches you've got strati which is like just along beachy with bushes and there's nothing there. You've got D-Bar, there's, uh, you know, a rock wall and a river around Kingy where I live. It's just long open beaches, a couple of bombies, this and that. But then you go to Sydney and it's like literally 10 minutes away from the, the SCG. Like exactly what you said. It's just such a contrast from everything that I'm used to. So I did, I did have a lot of fun there. I also surf Cronulla quite a bit. I surf the island quite a bit. Surf Cape. Yeah, I've been surfing you a couple of times. Hey, it's so funny how yeah. things come full circle, you know. And now we're chatting. Big circle, bro. Twenty-three, you know. Back in, I reckon I would have seen you at the island maybe 2014, 15. Uh, I think it was closer to sixteen. I think it was fifteen, sixteen, maybe. Fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, about that. I pretty much like. Who? Um. Yeah, Jack Baker was like. Just you, you, Jack Baker's just the world's loveliest bloke. Means so well. He's so nice. Bit he's of a, a geek. Good <laughs> he's a bit of a geek, but I love him. I love him so much. And oh, he's man. such a good so bloke. Funny. He just invited me everywhere. He was like, "Yeah, come surf these waves with me." Um, I went down to Luna's with him. Me, me, Lucas Herrero, Sam Van, and Jack Baker went down to. So much fun in that car. Was it in the trippy? Hey. Uh, yeah, I met the boys in Melbourne because I was a little bit preoccupied for the day, but, um, I think it was actually in Sam Venn's, I think he had a Subi at the time, but the funniest part oh, was yeah. like, the funniest part is like, I'd only known Lucas Herrero 
for everyone who doesn't know Lucas, he's from the Canaries, um, from Lanzarote, and he moved to Sydney. He was like my first friend in Sydney. Was a Spanish guy who could. He spoke pretty good English for someone from the Canaries. But um, I was like, hey, look, we're going to go down to Lunas. Do you want to come? And he was like, oh, fuck it this way. Yep, of course. And then I was like, look, we're going to go down with these boys. And they'd never even met him. And they just, um, they go, yeah, meet us at the Waterfall train station or something like that. So he gets the train, he gets the bus from Bondi, train from Bondi junks into Waterfall, and then just jumps in a car with two guys that he's never met before and drives down to Victoria. And That's they the just most beautiful thing the- about bodyboarding trips, eh? Hey? Just randoms oh, in the car. You got to get to know them. You got ten hours. You go onto some heavy slab. You're probably going to have to help each other and support each other out in the water. And it's like, yeah, just going to throw some random dude in from another country and see how we go, right? And that's like that's a thing with Bergen. It is like, you know, not and, and like I'm I'm a pretty big advocate for like yeah we're all bodyboarders and yeah we all have the same you know we we all have that kind of like camaraderie, but we don't have to like each other. Like you don't have to like someone just because they're a bodyboarder but a lot of the time like you don't have to like anyone really but a lot of the time we give each other the benefits of the doubt you know what i mean and like we do take those risks and or not risks but we do take those chances on people and more often than not like i think it's only ever been negative experience like once or twice whereas like more often than not you end up making like friends for life with people from other parts of the country other parts of the world you can travel anywhere in the world, message someone and be like, hey, bro, haven't spoken to you for three years, but I'm in your neck of the woods. Do you want to have a beer? Should we go for a wave? Fucking hope. Yeah, it, it is really nice. There is a com- community camaraderie that's that's epic and you can't deny it. I, I love it about the sport, you know, like surfing. You always look at it as the – I always refer to it as the bigger brother and I will always will, but because of just the age and the length of time it's been around. But, mm. you know – there is like this weird cyborg nature about some surfers where they're almost a product of the sport and they just get popped out of some fucking machine where bodyboarders come in all shapes and sizes and there's no one alike to one another and that's what makes us it's all so... corporate surfers, bro. It's so crazy. weird, like... It's so like, weird. I mean, over in Manly, over on the northern beaches, I find there are so many yeah. fucking corporate surfers it's wild there's some some amazing surfers and amazing bodyboarders and i'm not taking it away from the place i think they've they've got a dialed over there but fuck there's some corporate surfers that just suiting up in their audis whipping out their fucking five tens you know <laughs> i mean i drive, I drive a but, um... yeah their gorilla grips <laughs> like whatever they're getting their fucking e-bombs in and they're just like hassling the lineup it's like big dick energy and there's just so many shit cunts on that side, on that side of, of the, bridge, the hill. Not so much on the northern beaches, but just on that side of surfing. But when it comes to bodyboarding, like, there's there's no one really like that, you know? There's, oh, don't there's... get me wrong. There's a lot of fucking gronks in bodyboarding. Like, we, like I, think the, I think what the best way to kind of boil it down is yeah, but um, what law of averages. Describe gronks. Oh, gronks just a fuck with. Like, you're just a wanker. But, like, um, the, I, I just look at everything as a law of averages. Like, more people ride surfboards, so there's more kooks on surfboards. Um, less yeah, people true. ride bodyboarders. You know what I mean? So, like, like if sure. you go to a town of a thousand people, yeah, like, all, let's just look at America as a prime example. They've got a population of, let's just say, 400 million or something, right? Um, think about how many cooked people are in America versus... We've got 23, 24 million in Australia. 
there's quite a lot of cooks people, but not as many cooks people in it as America, you know, as a comparison. So yeah, what, they've got three, I, I just look at things three, three, Yeah. Yeah. About that. Yeah. So yeah, that, that really is a score of average. Yeah. And I take your point on board. That is true. It's just, yeah, I guess you experience it more being in like a metropolitan area. Yeah. It's a lot more mainstream these days, especially after COVID. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, more people in the water because it's great that people are, you know, hopefully reaching a more meditative state and enjoying themselves. if They can kind of isolate themselves on one bank or further down the beach. Something, but, but bro, surfers you know, are the biggest sheep. Like, oh, just, bro. To, just to kind of like reiterate and, and go back to what you were saying, you know how you were saying that like Cronulla Point, there was like no one, and you said like half the Shire is up my way at the moment. Like, yeah. just after COVID, obviously, a lot of people moved to coastal areas. So, like, the Sunshine Coast got a massive boom, the Gold Coast got a huge boom, um, the North Coast, like. Tweed Coast got huge influx of people. I'm um, pretty sure Yamba, pretty sure Port Mac has blown up. Anyway, well, it's supposed to be Yamba is like you can't get into anymore. Like it's just there's nuts. nowhere it's to nuts, go. Bro. It's nuts. They've got a sick wave there too. Um, no, but yeah, anyway, where I was going is like, like there's so many people move into these smaller towns and like we don't really have the infrastructure up here to host that many people. So, like, it's a sort of statistic that, nah, Byron's a joke, bro. I, like, it's only half an hour down the road for me, but I, I don't go down there. It, I'm pretty sure, like, out. on the weekends, on the weekends, like, traffic backs out from the hot. If anyone's ever been to Byron, you understand how long this is. But on the weekends now, it's, like, from almost from the farm into town is how long the traffic is. Um, actually the other day um, with that recent run of swell um, Noby came up and surfed with us he lives in Ballina now and um, Winston McCall actually came and surfed a few days with us um, sick, beautiful man, he's, still, he's still got it eh? yeah, he, isn't he a frother he, well for one he's the world's biggest frother, but then secondly he's got the talent to back it up, like first wave, I just walked, he paddled out had a little yarn to him and I was sitting there just kind of weighed in and then he just he caught this like insider and um i just kind of looked back casually not expecting too much and he just floated the biggest air forward but like do you know his air forwards where he does those real like steezy ones where he kind of like pulls like the board around with his arms yeah, and man, his body dude, follows dude for sure he was touted as one of the most stylish bodyboarders of his generation at the time like, Bro, you know, ridiculous absolutely yeah. ridiculous so first so wave cool. he does that and I was like, he paddles back out. And I was like, bro, what the fuck was that? Are you kidding me? And then he was just like, obviously just played it off. Like, oh, like just frothing and just being excited. And then, yeah, he just, next wave, just gets a similar sort of bowl and just does a huge invert out of the bowl. And I was like, nah, this this guy's, what's this guy doing? I want answers. I need answers. Yeah, he's definitely on a good wavelength at the moment. <laughs> Only just, um, they released their most... Recent album with a fair bit of success, Parkway Drive, eh? Yeah, yeah. I was I was chatting to him about his Euro tour, and he he just said like he just said it's on another level over there. He just said it's so nuts. Um, yeah, they're gods there, eh? Like, yeah, pretty much. Like without blowing too much smoke up his ass, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I just remember. Oh yeah, because this is this is what happens when we do podcasts. I always for everyone out there, like I. 
edit these podcasts when they come in. And I always listen to them and hear people go off topic and go sidetracked and then do a full circle background. Anyway, this is my full circle background. Um, I was just remembering about the the photo book, which was about half an hour ago. But um, wow, far out there! You, you, I got too excited. That. I got too excited talking about how much Phil's helped us out. Anyway, um, <laughs> everyone, raise your glass to Phil. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. So this photo, book, <laughs> this photo book that we're doing, um, the guys who the graphic design team who have employed to do it for us, um, they're called by Hover. Um, they're really, really good at what they do. Um, really, really talented. And they've, I won't give them away and I won't give like too many secrets away cause you've got to see it. And I want it to be like pretty special when it gets unveiled. But, um, we're basically going to do something that is really, really out of the box for a bodyboarding book, magazine, photo annual. Um, you know, it's not going to be like anything that, when you hear of a photo annual, what we're going to produce is not what you're going to envision. So I'm really excited to actually release it and get it done. Um, and, you know, people who have subscribed to Riptide Premium, obviously they're going to get first first grabs at it. Um, they'll get a discounted rate for it as well. Um, and then, yeah, we were just going to sell them online. We obviously want to, you know, get them global as well so to international listeners you know it's going to be available to you guys as well we want to have more like distribution points so you know for america we'd want to have it as like um get them stocked in the 662 mob shop europe get them stocked in bodyboards depot or ogm or you know link in the canaries whatever it may be um so that's kind of like the what I wanted to touch on before I got super sidetracked about Phil um, with the, with the photo book, it is going to be something that no one's really ever seen before. It's going to celebrate a lot of the new bodyboarding. It's going to celebrate a lot of the old bodyboarding. Um, it's going to have a few concepts in there and um, really stoked with what the guys are producing from by Hover. Um, That's so I guess touching on, Oh bro, it's, it's, it looks so nuts. Me and Butler went in there and, um, had a chat with them and had, had a few meetings with them. And then the last meeting we had with them, they just fucking blew our minds. Eh? I was, I was spinning out. Like it just looked so fucking good. Um, but so yeah, is it, that, is that, gonna be, so as you said, like a coffee book version, obviously, but is there any digital, um, is there any like digital connection to it? Is it all just like a hard copy physical that you're going to have at home and it's going to be like, you know, a beautiful asset. We will, eventually release it online so just for once again this is because um you know with this riptide premium and with everything that we're doing right um i'd like people to kind of just grasp this idea that myself and elliot butler um you know we're starting from scratch here although the name that we're having is as old as bodyboarding itself we're starting from scratch here financially with ideas, with staff, with everything, right? So um, it's not like we just have this huge budget that's been rolling on for the last 40 years. Um, we're, we're quite tight on money and, you know, we don't want to just blow all our money because we've spent quite a lot of investing in to get this started, right? So what we're going to be doing to leverage all the old material that we've inherited and that we've bought 
we're getting a new page put onto our website for Riptide Premium subscribers where we're going to release a new one of the old magazines. So from issue one all the way through to 206 was the last one, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and what we're going to do is release weekly um, each magazine throughout over the next 206 weeks. Um, I've also spoken with um, Phil about potentially getting the boogies a little boogie section added in there too. So um, oh, that man, may happen. so valuable. That yeah, I know. like all time. I loved it. There was just so much like cool. It was just different. It was just really different because you get like the, when I look at old bodyboarding magazines, it looks like the way that I relate it to anything, it just looks like a Instagram feed that's, you know, someone's curated, right? But like the the way that Phil and Shadbolt did um, Le Boogie, it was just everything was different. Everything was funny. Everything was new. Everything was like hadn't been seen before. Um, do you remember that? Do you remember that cover? And it was like Jake doing a oh, invert with like naked, invert. and he had like yeah. three naked chicks on the beach. Like I don't know. Was it? Was it in France? I might be making that up. Just obviously, you know, I'm uh, accustomed to seeing um, bare-breasted sunbaking um, over there. I, I don't know. I'm accustomed to that too. Let's just say France anyway, just for yeah. Just, just but it could be some random Australian beach thing. We could just be blowing it up. But yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. France nah, is we'll go France. France. France has culture, a ring to it. Culture. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking know. They got mad titties too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if that'd fly these days. Like, I feel like a lot of people would like cry and get upset about it, but. You know, um, I like watching the internet get mad about things. I, I just think it's pretty funny. Um, what do you reckon about Elon taking over um, over Twitter? Do you use Twitter? I'm not really. Do you not have a Twitter account? Nah. I, I, so, like, um, I used Twitter. Uh, I started using it in, like, 2017. So, for those who do or don't know, myself and Elliot Butler, um, we're pretty big in the crypto space. Um that's where we basically generated the money to buy this. Um, I'm not going to, you know, go on and on about crypto and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I was using Twitter What's just for that. Coin, man? Like, come on, bro. I'm, I'm <laughs> Give us a heads up. Get on, get on Elon coin. It's a coin that's um, <laughs> going to be on the blockchain and it's going to be Elon Musk's um, uh, microchip brain on the blockchain. So, Neuron. Um, Neuralink. Oh, yeah. Neuro. It's gonna be Neuralink. It's gonna be Elon's brain in a Neuralink on the blockchain. Sick. I'm Forefront of technology. Brain. That's yeah, so. It can be almost about the matrix. You can, you can download any sort of program into you. Like you know, you want to know Taekwondo? Boom, it's there. Elon has the answer. Bro, uh, I reckon he's gonna get killed, eh? He honestly might. He's really. But he's also got so much wealth, so he's the richest man in the world, pretty much. What what, what happens? Well, not there? anymore because he he lost two hundred billion dollars when his stock plummeted. Really? So who's plummet, yeah. oh, I'm not too sure. Probably Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he was second or third. The dirty dog. Yeah, yeah. but oh, look, credit to Bezos. I don't know if it's just all fucking if he's just blowing smoke up everyone's ass, but he um. You know, he reckons he's going to donate all of his money to preserving the planet. Really? But do, do, yeah, do you think a, it's I mean, funny, that, that's bro. all allegations, you know? Like, he's just For alleging sure. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get you. But do, do you think it's funny, though, that, like, some of the most richest and powerful individuals in the world 
are pursuing the you know the ability to leave earth and find another planet yet we only know about 20 to 25 percent of the ocean that we actually i think i think people that want to do that 80 percent they're out there that we don't actually know what's going on underneath you know i'm posing the question Elliot. could we live under the under, under the ocean imagine just living under the sea bro you know just I avoiding mean, I, don't, climate I don't see one no i think it would be a big Bro, I think it'd be we, a big, like a big, a bit of shit, really. Don't you reckon? I don't know. Cold from the ocean, man. We could pop up when the waves are good, and there's a huge hurricane that's come by. I guess it, there's a lot of there's a lot of ifs, and there's a lot of factors that would go into this. So, like, how deep would you be? Um, well, look, when you way. when you want not, to come up, let's not do you live have on to go through like way. a little, like definitely. Like, say that again. You do not live on a tectonic plate. You have to live on, you know, away from uh, away from a fault line. Sorry, in the center of a tectonic plate. Sorry, not on the on the fault line of one. Like, there's so many things yeah. you have to think about. But it could be worthy, man. Imagine, you know. Yeah. We only know. Look, I think twenty five percent of the ocean, so to speak. Imagine what's true, down When there. I think of all these rich people, right, and then like you know, some of them, like I heard a soundbite, and like I saw a reel of like fucking Jake Paul or maybe Logan Paul, one of those gay cunts. And um, they were like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to die. I don't want to die on earth. Like I want to, no way. I want to be somewhere else. And I was like, I was like, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, what do you, what does that even mean? Like these guys clearly yeah. like have heaps of insecurities and they're really not like fulfilled with their lives. So I don't know. They just say dumb shit to get quick bait attention. But like, man, my, you know, my I, dad always said to me, Elliot, heaven is the kingdom within. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so when you're referring yeah. to exactly what Logan Paul was just talking about, how he's kind of wanting to go to another place and there's more to it, that's also a great pursuit, don't get me wrong. But if he is uneasy with his life, that is 100% the key indicator. Like, we've got everything here, man. Fuck, bro. You can reach crazy states yeah. on planet you know what I mean? Like, don't be wrong. Space is also wonderful and there's some serious shit going on up there, but we don't even know what's going on down here. We don't understand the system. Heaven, realistically, right heaven's just a – heaven is, is just a four- to six-foot right bowl with a oh, really mate. nice bow, with a really nice chip in and then it lets you out and then you just launch into – Talk about perfect Not right into balls. the flats. What's the perfect way for you, bro? Like, what is it? Where would you what, go? What's, what's the most? Drop I guess pack? my. I, I've got a bias to um, my reef. Um, oh, no. That is Kujin a good reef. Yeah. Yeah, Kujin Reef. I'll, I'll blow it up. I, I really don't care because <laughs> it's my way. You'll get powerfish fucking chucking raw chicken out you. Powerfish will start peeling, peeling the joint up. Um, <laughs> but, like, the, the, the reason why I say that is because, like, you can surf it from two to six foot. Um, any swell direction, it'll still have waves. It still works. It's still fun. Like um, even this morning, it was a little bit wind affected. There was no one out. It was about three foot, maybe with the odd four footer. But if you looked at the beaches that were more favourable for those winds, like Diva, Snapper, Superbank, that type of thing, it was about a million people out. Whereas you could go and surf this wave, which was – subpar conditions and still get just you and one of your mates and get better waves than anyone else on the whole coast of for that morning. So that's that. But I really do love, um, I've been in the cooks quite a few times. I love that. Um, I've surfed 
like the Canaries quite a few times. Yeah, I, I was going to ask waves. you, what, what is your other favourite wave around the world, you know? Like if you could go anywhere in a transport machine right now, like a transport, a boom, click of a finger, you're there, where would you go and why? That's tough. Jesus Christ. You put me on the spot here. Um, I could, I'll probably, <laughs> I'll probably give you an answer. <laughs> I'll probably give you an answer and then wake up in the middle of the night and think that I've given you the wrong answer. But anyway, but anyway I'll go I'll with... Um, any wave in the world that I can just transport myself to. Anywhere, bro. Anywhere. Think about Java. Think about Ireland. Confitale. Think about Morocco. Confitale. Think about Confitale. South Africa. Confitale. Confitale. Yeah, that's pretty legit too. That wave is so fun, bro. Like... Um, who surfs that really well? Kevin Aureliwehu? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sorry, Kev. Um, Amazing. Uh, Kevin, that Javi, Javier Dominguez surfs it really well. Yeah. Um, they they tend set, bro. You start off on like a two-foot little side wedge and you can see like the swell line bending back in on the reef. And then you just carve forward, get bowed, and then all of a sudden it just starts heaving. You get a huge flip bowl, land back into it, keep going, and then it just runs off into another bowl and then into a channel. And you just go, fuck me, how good was that? Yeah, 100% off of the cap. Cheers, cunts. I'll be going in on that one. Dead said, it's like that. It's like that. <laughs> Speaking of like that, I got a, the other on that last run of swell with me just, you know, toot my own horn. I got one of those, yeah. took off, spun in the pit, got like. Kegged at the start, bowl came out, he flipped out of it, kept running, ran into another section. I was greeted with another section, invert into the flats and just rode it straight into the shorey. Catch you later. Mate, that is a delicious, delicious ride. How'd you feel after that? Um, like were you really my, my spine was my spine was obliterated. because um, the man, just landing in the flats. I just can't do it anymore, bro. Like just I get bodyboarding is not healthy when it comes to landing in the flats. Like there's a lot of good things about bodyboarding that it gets you to, you know, stretch up and kind of cobra your back that a lot of yoga positions are in and it can be a, you know, good way to engage your glutes and your lower back and your hammies and blah, 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 blah. But there is one thing about bodyboarding that is not good and it's the impact of landing flat on your rib cage with all the G-forces, especially inverted, running back up Bro, your think spine. think about how fast you're going, right? Like, you're think, so, I remember, so fast. Like, uh, just, I mean, this is an extreme example, but let's think about Jacob Romero's invert at Eureka on the right. Oh, like, bro, that was like a th- – he, he may as well have, like, um, gone off a three-story balcony and just jumped off it. Like, Oh, man, J-Rom, that's crazy shit. That's honestly where – the peak of aerial manoeuvres kind of come from. Like, you know, there's a lot of good guys out there and, and Hub being one and, you know. Um, Hub, Tristan, Sean Tristan Virtue was a great. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about, Sean Virtue. But, you know, there's not so many people that do that. He does that. He does that on a regular basis. Bro, he's a bad man. You know, like, he's a bad man, bro. He's a bad man. He's a baddest out of the mole. Yeah, dead set. But he's – um. I, I just like actually watching because I, I, my algorithm on Instagram always just shows me heaps of Jacob Romero and he just, bro, he gets that, that right point 
in Maui. Always just yeah. does the world's biggest oh. revs out of the bowls there. He actually did one the other day. He did a rev out of, out of the bowl. Looked like he landed on a surfer, landed back in the pit, and then came out the doggy door. And I was just watching it going, this guy's a freak. That, yeah, he's, and then he's also yeah. got that harbour wave. Have you seen that one where yeah. Like, yeah. they just get like the world's funnest rolling? I always see um, him Mac and uh, Ayaka. Yeah, and Mac. Bro, yeah. he's so good on a stoogie. He's a versatile he's in, yeah, boy. He stands up so well. Actually, shout out to Mac and Ayaka. We'll have him on the potty soon. There, a couple. Yeah, I really want. Really keen to hear it. I'm pumped, man, dude. But I think it's time with the potty that we um, roll into the five questions. We're ready to own. Hey, uh, ask let's the, go. Uh, let's, let's fucking do it. Uh, first one being, bro, do you ride a crescent or bat tail? But I need to extend also out to the listeners because I know the fly tail's going. There's like um, almost a diamond tail style. You know, there's some variations. There's a, there's a lot there. of new tech coming out, which is cool because I feel like, body, once again, bodyboarding has been pretty stale for a, a long time. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Traditionally, I do ride a crescent tail, um, but I, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I used it. And then when I listened to Mitch's podcast, um, I went out and got myself a bat tail and you can feel the difference of how much looser it is in the pocket. I mean, probably when the waves got over like four to five foot, I, I went back to a crescent. But um, for like smaller waves where it's more like you want to do more tech stuff, so just picture Damien King carve into forward spin, into pit, into flip out. If you want to be a super tech guy, I'd be going for the bat all day. But traditionally, I do ride a crescent tail. But... Um, I, I am really interested to see um, and, and use more technology and like use like different designs and stuff. Um, we're going to be running the competition actually. I'm just in the midst of doing a, a couple of little edits now, but we're going to be running a competition. Anyone that signs up for Riptide Premium uh, during the month of from mid-January to mid-February goes in the draw to win a free uh, pass to the NMD and VS pool party oh, where they're going to be man. doing a lot of board testing and everything. That is a, such a sick prize, man. I was hitting up my, my Mrs. Lozzie about it the other day and I was super keen to go down. She was like, no, no, we can't do it, but we've got a holiday on da, da, da. But, man, like I was only going to mention then that, you know, that is the perfect opportunity to try all the different tech they're bringing down, all the cool yeah, riders. They're, they're going to far different cores. Yeah, yeah they've got a few different heck? cores. Or let's let's put it this way. So if you've ever surfed a wave pool, it's like 150 bucks. You gotta surf at ten PM or six AM for the expert and this session. Is urban surf, Melbourne, this right is next urban to the surf in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. So um the the NMD pool party uh, and VS pool party, I think it's like a thousand bucks or something. I can't quite remember. I'll I'll put the specific details on our website. Um but you get it for like four hours, five hours. You get to test out all the boards. Rion Fish is going to be there who does, who's like shaping, shaping goat. Mez is going to be there who's shaping goat. Um, you're going to be able to pick their brains. You're going to be able to surf with BP, Winnie. Um, I'll probably go down there. So anyone that wants to, you know, have a, no, nah, don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't come down to see me. But anyway, bro, get um, me a ticket, you dog. Get me the ticket. <laughs> get me the ticket, hey, bro. <laughs> Get, oh God! Hang on one sec. <coughs> oh sheesh. Um, yeah, I'll try. I'll, I'll, I'll try and get us. I could even try and do it as like a riptide, like um, Christmas party where we'll go down. But anyway, bro, 
for those who that. for those I who know. can't afford it for those who can't afford it or when it sells out the only way you're going to be able to get in there is by signing up with us and going in the raffle and then um winnie and ben have actually um also put up a full board package so board fins leash um everything as well as a secondary prize to go with not only go down there on the day but anyone else who also signs up you go on the chance to win a full board setup that is pretty so we got prizes on prizes on prizes on prizes baby what's up yeah we're running this show we're starting to fling out that cash you know bam 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 hundred dollar notes baby that's it. So um, back to your question. I, I traditionally ride Crescent, but I'm very open to trying other things. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Perfect. Um, <laughs> good segue back because I was just going off. <laughs> um, dude, second question, ramp or pit? Uh, now that I'm getting older, bro, like my, my, my back just can't take it anymore. If I, if I get like a nice, like if it's like a D-bar ramp, like I'll go for the ramp, but main, let's just say pit. It's just I'm too I'm too sore, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely. I just don't, I just don't know how like like I, I look at um what was it like I just look at Tristan. Tristan's a few years younger than me, so he's he's all good. But I look at like Harb. I look at I look at a lot of people who just constantly just keep boosting. Who are like ten years older than me. 15 years older than me, almost 20 years older than me, Jeff is. And uh, obviously my lifestyle has been, I'd like to, you know, this could just be an excuse of mine. I, I can only assume my lifestyle has been a very big contrast to theirs in terms of doing things that are good for your body. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I just I just can't, like, if you can read between the lines there. I really um, love that. I just can't, I just, I look at ramps and, like, if it's like four foot and I get like a pit and flip out of it and you can flip like back into the bowl and it's kind of soft, yeah, I'm down for that. But if I'm getting like a five foot straddy closeout bowl straight into the flats, like I'm just not doing it anymore. Yeah, you're just happy with the barrel, happy with the trim, whatever. I know, I know, get to a get to a certain stage, especially with injuries you've had. Like it's not the best to be, you know, launching in the flats when you've got certain spinal fusions or. Yeah, I've got, I mean, I think a lot of, I was going to say bodyboarders, but a lot of people in general get disc issues. I've had a herniated disc in my uh, C5-6. So like just kind of like the bottom of my neck, um, top of like just, just above my shoulder blades. Um, but I've had that since I was like 23, 24 and I've had to manage it quite a lot. And I used to love just launching bro and just absolutely sending it. But now it's just like, you still get like, you've, you've got a line where you're just going so quick and you can see the section and everything's perfect for you to do it. But you just know that like when you send it, you're just going to end up like stiff as a board for the next four days. And it's like, I can't. (laughs) Just can't do that shit anymore. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost worth it just doing a fast down, down the um kind of wave face hack. You know what I mean? Just shave the speed off. I, I, I fully get you. There's times where I've hit certain moves lately, and if you don't land in the certain pocket, which is probably kind of more often than not, you're, you're going to be landing outside that perfect pocket. Um, pocket, the whiplash on your neck is crazy. You know, the whiplash, the whiplash is so bad, bro. Be crazy. So yeah. bad. Like if you yeah. get like a, if you launch 
and you land like on the slope of the face, like you're laughing. Or if you land in the cush, like if you, I, I don't know how, I just constantly, Winnie is just like, he just does the biggest air revs and the biggest inverts out of closeouts, and he just lands on the cush every time. I don't know if he's, he's like. so many dangerous. times, man. He's just one of those freaks. Like, it must be so like second good. nature to him, but like every time yeah. I do like big inverts and stuff, like out of a closeout, the way that it like projects me, it projects me like up and out into the flats. Like I never like land up and then come gently down on, on the soft stuff. So, which is kind of where you want to be though. If you're going upwards and outwards, like that is the projection. Oh, you want it, to go it dig- looks so good. Diagonal. It looks mad. Yeah. It looks <laughs> I'm so, stoked on the so innies, good. mate. I've got them down pat. Yeah, trust me. Innies, <laughs> in the bag. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Moving forward, I'll go for a pit just because I'm, I'm old and washed up. Bro, I'm almost 31. Yeah, I just turned 33 the other day, bro. You're all good. You're all good. you got a bit of life left in you. Don't worry. Oh, are you Capricorn? Yeah, Cap babies. I'm a Capricorn. It's Dirty my birthday Cap on baby. Friday. No way. Giddy up. Yeah. No wonder we're rubbing shoulders, bro. Oi, yeah. um, I remember our conversation pre-2023 we're replacing this question, so I'm going to go straight out off the bat. <laughs> Who do you feel like is the best local ROM coming up in your area? Um, honestly, I don't know. This is this has been a really big plot um, and something that actually kind of got me really worried with Riptide is when I took it on, I was expecting like, yeah, mad Grommies, Grommies, Grommies. Like, this is going to be sick. Um, so keen to see like the upcoming generation and there just wasn't any. So like our sport has a pretty aging demographic. Um, I really want to kind of give a kick up the ass to like the young kids around our area. But if I could think of anyone that's like underrated, huge talent, um, it would probably be like Buzz Vanderwall. Um, when he was like 12, probably 12, I think. He was riding for VS and he was like probably nationals champ or something like that. And then his older brother, Santo Vanderwall, was also riding for VS or NMD. And like they were like 12 and maybe 11 and 13 respectively. And they were like fully ripping. But anyway, you know how a lot of people kind of just, as you're going through your teen years, your interests change and blah, 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 blah. Buzz is getting back on the, back on the boog and he's, um, yeah, he's, he's really, really stylish for his age, which is really good to see. But, um, you know, again, with this sport, you know, it'd be good to see some money go to someone like him. But um, I think he's just had to get a job doing like a steel fabrication or, or, or steel framing or something, house framing or something like that. So, you know, I, I hope he keeps Bergen and I really hope that, you know, there's a company out there that could actually support someone enough and give them, you know, more than just a pat on the back um, moving forward in over the next, you know, five to ten years. I'd love to see that. So we can see some actually like a bright future and see another Jake Stone or see a PLC or see, I don't know, another Nick Cornell or something like yeah. that. Like, you know what I mean? I'd love to see another Nick Cornell. Hmm. He's fucking amazing, that dude, man. When you go back over some of his footage, it's just, you know, some people loved him, like, a, you know, majority loved him. Some people 
didn't hate him, but just disliked him because he was almost too perfect. He was just incredible. But you got to just take yeah. your off. He's, he's just, well, I think, just something I like else. Nick. Yeah, no, I like Nick as a person. He's really um, because I I met him when um we like he's from the Goldie, but like he's from the North End, um south of the border. But like I first met him when we went to, oh, first properly met him when we went to South Africa and did like a South African tour type thing. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, and like I don't agree with a lot of things about Nick, but one thing that like I always have to give credit where credit's due is that he's just himself. Um, and regardless of, you know, what you're doing or what's going on, if you just be yourself, I can't really fault you there. Like I just think he's, he's – you know some some of the his opinions or whatever I don't agree with, but I think the fact that he just bees himself doesn't care what anyone thinks and he just does whatever he wants or maybe doesn't do whatever he wants but does whatever he feels comfortable within himself doing. You know, like credit to him, hats off to him. I reckon he's I reckon he's a mad come for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. He's definitely and also because his style is so much better than mine. Maybe I'm maybe that's where a little bit of jealousy stems from. I'm not too sure. Oh. His style is <laughs> like ageless. It's timeless. It's in, insane. Like really, when you watch back on any clip, if it's slow mo, if it's fast pace, if it's a beachy reef, you know. I like watching him fast, like wide. regular speed, because you can see right. how fast he actually surfs. And regular like, speed, straddy, regular speed killers in South Oz, like regular speed. Oh, it's so ridiculous, oh. eh? He's fucking amazing. That in he did that in that um on that left at that Arika comp was so crazy. Boy, that- bro. Oh and my he's goodness! Surprisingly, it's so funny too because he's like when I think of Gorns, I think of like earlier Gornell where he had like the full metro blonde comb over with like no tattoos oh. or nothing. But yeah, he's randomly a- built like a brick shit house, bro. Oh, he's so strong. That cunt is ripped, bro. Like, he is... Boy, he's, he's, a, he's fucking God. jacked, bro. Mm. Yeah, I'm telling you, you could grate, like, a block of... One kilo block of um, bigger cheese on his parmesan. fucking abs. It's unbelievable, bigger, bigger. Eh? I was I was going more for parmesan, but, you know, I'd over a bit parm- of minestrone. Did I go anything, eh? Any cheese, load me up, just melt it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I brought um fourth question off the bat: beat you or reef or wave pool? I had to add that in because it's legit. Oh man, just after after listening to the surf lakes with Aaron, um, that episode, fuck, bro, I would love to. I reckon we'll go. I'm I'm gonna j up something so we can go up to surf lakes. Um, oh, we have to. I was so moist after like listening to that episode. Like it was. Yeah, especially was all the pool talk got you there. going, eh? Oh, bro, talking about saltwater chlorinators, talking about <laughs> no more chlorine in that water, bro. So you want to be feeling good when you're in there. Throw some magnesium yeah. in there and let's relax the muscles while you're getting barreled. So you're in a, you're in a yeah. time portal, but you're relaxing your your, your, <laughs> your muscular system while you're dragging yourself through that thing. <laughs> Fuck that, man. It, people don't realize cool. until you've been barreled and you're inside that thing and time stands still, you do not understand what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah, every bodyboarder yeah. out there, every surfer, every fucking kayaker, every Nilo, every Goat boater. whatever you're doing. Bras, you, when you're getting... Well, I encourage everyone to get into a wave pool at some For point sure. because they are so much fun. Like some you're people the ride them off. Though. Yeah, some people ride them off, but I feel the only people that ride them off are people that haven't surfed 
in one before. Like they are so much fun. Like if you take away, like if you look at it and go, I'm here to have fun. I'm not here to win a world title. You know, if anyone ever thought that about going for a surf on a bodyboard, like just at their local break, then you're weird enough as it is. But if you just go out there and just have fun, like it is the best time. But if I was to go beachy or reef, um, I'd probably go reef. I'd probably go my reef, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's really versatile, right? But then when I think of other waves, like other reefs, like um, uh, I'm just going to say it. Everyone knows it. Socials in the Cook Islands. Like everyone yeah. remembers that from Leroy and um, Dennis oh, and Waldron Bros. Um, yeah, so like that wave, like if you get that on like opposite swell. So if you get that on like a south swell, like the rights work really good. If you get it on like a more um, west swell or a bit of like um, north in it, the lefts work real good. Like, so when I think of like a reef, now I'm just going to say reef without going into too much detail. Yeah, reef, reef. I'll pick a reef over a beachy and then the wave pool can just be like my side bitch. Yeah, yeah, man. You can just go there at any given stage and just tap into it. I, I feel yeah. I, I, it's it's a really hard question that one. You get so many varied answers, and I think um, you know, probably dictated to by the environment in in where you live. But yeah, reef me all day. I think Cronulla's the same reef all day. Yeah, I reckon maybe. Yeah, um, bro. Last question: bicep or wrist leash? No, I run biceps. Um, I think a lot of people do. Um, but you know, Butler, for example, uh, I, I look, I just think, I think wrist leashes just get in the way. So I always plug Come my to. board. A, yeah. I, I plug my board a little bit to the right of center and then I put the leash on my left arm. So because I'm usually surfing right waves, I kept saying like photos would just get ruined because, um, my leash would be like flapping in the face of the wave and making spray and shit. And I was like, oh, fuck this. So I started running my setup like that. So the leash would stay out of the way. Um, yeah, but then, you know, I think um, I think wrist leashes, like Butler runs wrist leashes uh, for whatever reason. He loves them. But, you know, I look at the, um, like, glory days of, you know, Port Mac with like Sam Bennett and then the Gold Coast with like Riggers and guys like Putty and Jimmy Williamson and uh, Eric Roy and those guys, they all used to run wrist leashes all the time. Um, but I just found they got in the way and I just thought they were just a bit gay to be honest. You know those gyro yeah. ones where they had like the bigger coils? Oh, I loved them. I love those ones. I understood you what you're saying. I, um... no. But I understood them just because, like, I I wanted to to have it over the wrist, almost like Sam Bennett or whatever, and just have that that look, you know, when he's sponsored by Science. Was he, he was sponsored by Science in the early days? Hey, was, was uh, he? I thought I thought he was just Pride guy, but he always ran wrist leash. Pride. Yeah, and he might just, and he just run the he just used to run the gyro leash, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just a dry release. Let me definitely correct that. Like, yeah, I don't think it was sponsored by science. But, yeah, like I love that look. And I understand they went super loopy. They went long. They went stretched. Well, I just I'd found like they were really like that hard material. And, um, and like I tend to paddle like when I want to start, like when I'm getting going, I'll use both arms. Um, 
and I just felt like it kept getting in the way and get, kept, kept getting caught around shit and I, like getting caught around the nose and I just didn't like it. So I was like, nah, fuck this off. So I just, I just stick to the bicep or like recently, like for the boards I've been using, I, I haven't ever been plugging them. Um, I've just been gripping it and ripping it. Fuck, that's lovely. That's nice. Yeah, I got to It just feels nice, bro. It feels really nice. Like, picture this. I guess you're from Sydney, so you're in a wedding most of the year. But, like, for the last few months, I've just been wearing, like, I don't even wear boardies. I wear Nike sports shorts because they're comfier to surf in. But I just wear, like, sports shorts, like Nike dry fit shorts, a pair of limiteds with no, la- with no like, um, laces on them, and then that's it. So I've got no leash, no board, no weddy. I mean, no board, what? I've got no leash, <laughs> no fin savers. I've got no weddy. It just feels really, really like free and really, really nice. Cool. I mean, I've never used fin savers. I've always just had them bare back and I know that's a real no, no. Oh, I would have maybe used them a couple of times, but I'm not an avid user. Like in the last three, five years, I've never put a lace on my fin. Maybe prior I did, but... Very, very rarely, but I know what you mean about not plugging the board. It's so nice when you get a sled that's just mm. unplugged. It's all whole, wholesome, and you just you know, you're looking for wax and little bits you want to hold, but you want to keep everything else super. Smooth yeah, just a little big. bit of wax, not much, just a just a oh, touch. I know. Um, it's, it's oh, speaking of not wearing not wearing um, laces, so the other day I got real lit up. Um, I think it was on New Year's Day. New Year's Day, all the maybe on the 2nd of January, it was like pretty solid East swell, like a few wash throughs. It was, it was pretty solid. And my wave, when the periods are like over 10 to 12 seconds, like as soon as the tide turns, it just draws too much water off the reef. Um, and it starts like stepping out and gets pretty like ugly, pretty quick. Anyway, I got fucking lit up by this thing. And I, I was like, as I was scooping, just a step came out and a surge and I tried to like negotiate it, lost all my speed, just got pumped. And I'm guessing, I don't exactly know what happened, but I'm guessing like I must've got lipped in the back and it lifted me like straight up. Both my fins got blown off. I lost my board straight away and my pants were down at my ankles. And I was just like, got thrown in the air. Somehow I didn't hit the, the reef, which I was pretty stoked about. And then I was just like, fuck, I really wish I had leashes at this. I had, had fucking laces on my fins at this point. Swam in, found my board, paddled in with no fins. And then, um, bro, by the time I got to the beach, both of them had been washed up like 50 metres from where I came in. And some lady was pulling them out of the water and she goes, are these yours? And I said, hell yeah, they are, baby. It's a fucking so, great day. Yeah. It's amazing you got both of them back. Bro, I, it, like whenever they fall off, like around here, I kind of just sit on my board and just sit there for like, you know, a minute or so and just kind of like, look around the whitewash and, and don't like paddle anywhere or don't paddle in. I just kind of sit there and they always just pop up. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's the same with the island too. Like if you, especially in a certain swell, you can almost guarantee they're going to be floating somewhere on the inside the way they Wrap around the island and shit it's um yeah. Follow the current say, follow the white water. Hey, that's it, bro. Just go with the flow. Yeah, bro. Bro, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the potty. I know you're obviously the co owner of Rippy and you're 
put this on every week and you're doing um all the editing work and you know all the work behind the scenes and that's invaluable to the sport and we love you know myself and all the listeners seem riptide up and up and running bro so i just really want to appreciate you coming on to i just want to say sorry i appreciate you coming on the potty and um yeah just talking boog and and everything you're doing is fucking mint so keep doing it no thanks luke and i once again i just want to thank you and i can only speak on behalf of everyone like we all love listening to you do these podcasts bro and i'm, I'm just happy to be able to give you a platform to to keep doing this and creating more content and making people happy um you know i guess that's the biggest thing is that a lot of people are getting a lot of joy out of this and mate you're the uh you're the cause of it so hats off to you bro and um who knows maybe we'll go have a riptide uh like belated chrissy party at the pool and have a few um few frothies for each other eh? Fuck yeah, mate. Wouldn't mind it at all. Would doff the hat to that. Hey, that's shame, my brother. Cheers, brother. Yeah, you too, brother, mate. Thanks, It was all a pipe dream. Watching bodyboarding up on TV. Deep at reef, watching tension repeats, eating bakery feeds.